Hi, I'm April. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Yes, You Can Sit With Us, a weekly podcast filmed live on Instagram Friday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. We believe in community over competition and that there's always another seat at the table. Join us as we dive into our lives and talk about all of our passions, from motherhood to business and everything in between. And if you are wondering, yes, you can sit with us. Well, hi, everybody. Comment. Let us know where you are from, where you're watching from. We're so excited you guys are here. Um, so today is episode two of Yes, You Can Sit With Us. We're going to be talking about transitioning into motherhood, the good, the bad, everything in between, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so topics from um, postpartum mental health. To, or just mental health in general, to how your relationships can change, body image, um, and lots of things. So, yeah. but before Let's we do it, how was your week, Lauren? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I feel like along with the rest of the country, we had snowpocalypse. You know, I feel like everybody was like complaining about the cold. Um, I live in Oklahoma, so we get some snow, but not like this. So the temperatures were like, record-breaking for here for like the last 25 years it hadn't been this cold so everyone in Oklahoma it's we're definitely not as bad as Texas so we are blessed but a lot of us had um, electricity problems water problems pipes freezing we were really blessed we didn't lose electricity we didn't have any frozen pipes well we had one but we got it out pretty quick and it didn't cause any issues but it was just kind of a crazy week so we were like off of our normal schedule and you know how like when kids are when they're not on their normal schedule it kind of act like crazies so it was a, it's been a long week but we made it through sun is shining I think it's gonna be good how about you yeah it was definitely a stressful week um so for those of you that don't know we live in New Mexico but we're right on the state line of Texas and so um yes I mean below freezing temps also snow we didn't get a ton of snow but just the temps were just outrageous they were so low um, and so we were just tending to animals, trying to get water, pipes had frozen. I mean, it was just a mess. And we're running off of like, not very much sleep this week. Jason was up every two hours checking animals. Oh, there's stories about the animals. Gosh. Yeah, I won't go into all that because it's a little sad. <laughs> but um, it's been definitely a stressful week. And yeah, we're just tired. <laughs> so tired. Yeah, I bet. Well, you but, guys are like everyday heroes out there taking care of those animals. I love that. But we're very blessed, too. We never lost power. Um, we didn't lose um, water to our house. Our pipes are fine at our house. It was just with the animals. Um, so we're very thankful for that. I mean, because most yeah. of our power and different things. So we're very yeah. blessed. Praise the Lord. Yes, but definitely my heart, heart go out to everyone in Texas and those that are just affected, you know, in the South that we're not used to this kind of weather. We're not used to below freezing. We're not prepared. No. Businesses aren't prepared. Most houses in our areas are meant to keep heat out of the homes and not in, you know. Yes. Pipes um, aren't used to below freezing temperatures. And yeah, so our hearts just definitely go out to all of those people that are affected. Right. Heartbreaking. So. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, okay. let's in. Let's, let's talk. Yeah, let's so talk. So transitioning into motherhood, something we both got thrown into a few years ago. And when I say thrown, I think it's literally like throwing someone into the pool, like good luck. <laughs> so um, there are a lot of things um, that happen when you become a mom, like you, the obvious things like, okay, I have a baby now, but there's so many things that I feel like are just now being discussed. I feel like we, like the millennials, the younger millennials are the first generation to really 
put like an honest perspective on motherhood because before us they were just it was very hush hush none of the details and the struggles were really put out there so I feel like a lot of moms when transitioning just had no idea what to expect no idea all of the hard things that could happen so I asked um, my Instagram stories what were some of the biggest surprises that you experienced or the biggest things that you expected or sorry didn't expect when becoming a new mom and a lot of postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. Um, lots of people said isolation, um, intrusive families, which, you know, we all have some of that at some point, lack of sleep, um, the weight not falling off like people expected it to, um, trying to be a good wife and mom at the same time, and time management. All of these things are just like the hidden underbelly of motherhood that no one, no one comes in and says, congrats, you're going to be a mom. Here's all the things that are going to happen. Yeah, you can read all the books, you can take all the advice, you can join every mom Facebook group. <laughs> and now. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's go over some of these. Let's break some of these down. And I feel like this is good, just like dipping our toes in the water, because I feel like each of these subjects could have their own episodes. And I feel like we will give them, you know, that time and really dive in. But today, I think it would just be good to just kind of skim over the top, um, just kind of gauge interest and, you know, just kind of chat about it a little bit so um let's start out with relationships um let's start out with family and friend relationships I asked um on my stories did you notice a change in your relationship with your family and friends um as you became mom and 92 percent of the people said yes and I just feel like that's something no one warns you about because you expect oh it's gonna be hard but like no one says like oh yeah all of your relationships are gonna change did you experience that at all Oh, 100%. And I was not prepared for it either. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Jason and I got married. I was pretty young. I was only 20. So no, none of our friends are in the same stage of life as right. us. So, you know, us having kids whenever I was 20, what was I? I guess I was 23. Yeah. Um, so most of my friends didn't have kids. And, you know, they didn't understand that I couldn't just, like, have a babysitter constantly to just, like, go to the movie. You know, they text me, like, let's go to the movies in two yeah. hours. Well, I'm nursing my baby. And, like, it's a lot yeah. of work. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of relationships changed, a lot of friendships, um, you know, they kind of not, I don't say fizzled out, but they changed, you know, we don't talk as much. There's not a lot to relate about. Um, but I have that relationships have also changed with like new moms. I've gained a lot of friendships. Um, yeah. to be friends with people that are not even like we have nothing in common, um, but except motherhood, we can relate on that. And we understand so much about each other just through that aspect. Yeah. So even though relationships have changed, I guess, negatively or sadly, whatever, um, they have also, I've also gained a lot of relationships because I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, for sure. Well, so when I, um, got pregnant and had my first Dean, I had, I would say maybe a group of like three or four best friends and most of them also were not in that phase, you know, eat the snack, do it. Um, I think we, we veto, we bring coffee or wine next time. I think that's, we just need everyone to snack with us. But I had a couple friends and I was really the first one other than you, you know, we were pregnant at the same time to have kids. And I remember very specifically, um, I'm not friends with this person anymore, obviously, but I had a, a friend who was a year or two younger than me, no kids, and she was about to get married. And so um, I was pregnant, or I had just had Dean, 
and we were having some conversation and she's like, will you stop talking about your kid? And I was like, what? And she was like, he's all you talk about. Can we like talk about something else? And I like, I went home and cried, like obviously. And I just, that was the first time it hit me and I didn't feel like I was talking about him that much, but I guess that, you know, like when you don't have that mindset of being a mom, like it's obnoxious to some people, I, you know, I'm sure. But I, that was the first time it really hit me. Like my relationships are not the same, like, ugh. Because, and then, um, you know, I did, I've lost some friends. I've gained some friends um, and it is, it's, it's, I feel like some friendships are easier to gain when you have that common bond of motherhood. But that can also get you into trouble because then you make fast friends with people who don't really have a lot in common with you. And then you're like, oh, wait, we have nothing in common other than the fact that we're moms. So it's kind of a catch-22 in that aspect. Yeah, it's hard. And I think also relationships with family. Um, we kind of brought this up last week, but I said that my therapist had made the comment to me about expectations can ruin relationships. Yeah. And looking back, Jason and I had a lot of expectation, like, for family, and, you know, we were let down, and then it did kind of, like, put some wedges between relationships. Yeah, 100%. From, you know, and, um, but yeah, like, relationships, they just change, and that's okay. It's right. not the, the worst thing. You just have to kind of learn how to communicate, how to set, how to um, work through and really fight for the relationships that are important and of value to your life. Right. And to you, you know, and you know, as much as you're changing, those people are also changing as well. Because like you said, with expectations, you go in expecting a certain thing. And not only are you becoming a mom, like the rest of your family, they're becoming grandmas, aunts, cousins, um, uncles. So it is really hard because they are also changing roles. So I'm sure it's a lot of confusion in like, where do I fit in and how much do you need and what do you need, you know? That is so true. And as hard as it is, not everyone's life revolves around ours. I as know, moms. how come, how come? <laughs> so hard and I look back and I'm like, why weren't these people doing this for me? You know, and it's like, well, they had kids of their own or they're busy or yeah. they're coaching a soccer team or they're, yeah. you know. Listen, so I asked, I said, did anybody, um, did you lose any friends after becoming a mom? And 72% of the people said yes. So it's so interesting. Do you have any good, um, good or best friends that are still without kids or single? Yeah, I have a couple friends. And I, I mean, I still consider them as my best friends, even though we right. very often. Right. That's a relationship that has changed. And I think we're both at a place in those friendships where we understand that we don't expect to talk all the time like we used to. Right. And we're okay with that. When we do talk, it's great. And yeah. Really, um, but yeah, I mean, I still have some friends that they don't have kids yet and it is harder, you know, because as yes. moms, we talk about our kids, you know? Right. Um, but at the same time, like we've really built some great relationships with some people that don't have kids and that, you know, like they're in complete different seasons of life, but right. it's hard. It's so hard. We're, cool. We're young. We are young. We can relate to anyone. It's fine. We can do it. I um, I was thinking about this right before we came on here. And, and out of my inner circle, um, my sisters, which are my, I, they're not my actual sisters, my lifelong best friends since we, you know, third grade, they are um, both in the process of becoming doctors. And so they, you know, don't have children. And But other, I consider them more family than friends. Um, but other than them, out of my inner circle of friends, 
I don't have any left that don't have kids now officially one of the last hanger on um, found out she was pregnant a couple months ago so it's it's kind of funny because it's it's just kind of evolving that way and now they're all texting me what am I doing and I'm like oh gosh now I'm the because I was the first one you know so yeah. it's kind of a crazy kind of switch like now you're the like you're the veteran here so good luck giving out the advice yeah you're like oh no. <laughs> okay good okay so um let's move on let's let's move on to mental health because i know we both are very passionate about this subject um and i feel like like i said this one will have many further episodes let's just kind of graze the top of this subject a little um so when asked how did your mental health change it was just for both of us an overwhelming amount of responses of anxiety and depression, mostly anxiety um, from just, I mean, like, I can't even count. I think I had hundreds of responses that said anxiety, anxiety. And I was like, wow, you don't realize how common that is no. until you see an inbox full of just anxiety. And it's like, okay. And so in a way, it's kind of nice because it's like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. But it's also heartbreaking to know that everyone is dealing with this. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. And what were you saying um, earlier about what we're dealing with anxiety? What was the reason you gave a really you said something really touching about it. The reason we're all dealing with anxiety is something about our hormones or something you said it in a really eloquent way. Yeah, I mean, you go through huge changes becoming a mom, no matter if it's yeah. your third time. I mean, your body's doing miraculous work. And so your body's being drained of all these nutrients, you know, yes. and so of course our hormones are off balance and vitamins aren't absorbing correctly and all kinds of things, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, but I think going back to what you said earlier, like we kind of the gen, I don't know if it's like the generation or whatever before us, but it was kind of hush hush, you know, you didn't, yeah. you didn't really share that you're struggling just to go to the grocery store, or even set foot out of your house, you know, that was yeah. you because it makes you weak or, you know, it, it's, it was just and it was mislabeled for so long. Postpartum anxiety, yeah. I had it for the first time after Dean. And Dean is almost four years old. And no one mentioned it to me. And you know how they give you that list at the doctor when you go back for your single postpartum visit. The one time they check on you, um, they read you a list. And it's all about, are you feeling depressed? Are you wanting to harm your baby? And you're like, no. Like most of the time for most people, it's like, no. And they're like, okay, you're fine. And then you're like, well, then why do I feel this way? And I, it's so, I feel like it was such a big issue. And I'm so glad that they finally recognized postpartum anxiety as its own entity. Well, it was just three years ago because it wasn't when I had it the first time. So no, they, yeah, after Verity, but after I had Layton, they did say, you know, like postpartum anxiety. And I remember thanking them. Thank you. Because yeah. no clue I had this with Verity. I didn't yeah. know she was about a year and a half I was like oh my word like that's what I went through that's what I was I wasn't just crazy I wasn't crazy right and yeah. so for those that don't know uh postpartum anxiety can be if you're wondering like I wonder if I have it intrusive thoughts um daydreams um feelings that aren't rational like all moms are nervous and scared like that that is normal but things that don't really make sense to be scared at if you're having those kind of intrusive thoughts or those kind of nerves that you may have postpartum anxiety so if you do if you are experiencing that please go talk to your doctor because that's you shouldn't or, have to struggle 
backpacks being around people in the grocery store getting super hot your heart's racing you feel lightheaded um yeah anxiety is it can be very debilitating but you don't right. have to alone for sure yeah you don't have to and that's the thing so many moms feel like they do have to they don't know what's going on or there's no way to fix me there's tons of ways and a lot of people are like well i don't want to go on medication well you don't have to go on medication there's tons of different things your doctor can do for you so definitely if you are feeling not right talk to your doctor for sure um, I, I know we sound like a PSA, like we're like, if you're experiencing these side effects, talk to your doctor, but do though, do it. Um, Please. <laughs> so tell me you're a little bit more about what you experienced after you had your kids men mental health wise. Definitely postpartum anxiety, panic attacks. Um, I mean, just going, leaving the house, driving by myself, going to the grocery store, being with friends. I mean, just panic. Yeah. Yourself. Um, having a lot of hard time sleeping at night because I was so scared of something happening to them. Um, it was just very intrusive, very intrusive, very debilitating. Um, and it just came to a point where like, I was not functioning as my normal self. Yeah. Did you have any like difference between Verity and Layton? Was it different for you? No, it was actually very similar, but different timing. Um, with Verity, it didn't start until she was about six to like eight months old. Yeah. With with Leighton, it was immediate. I mean, from the moment I was, after she was delivered in the hospital, I mean, the whole time I was just like freaking out. Yeah. 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 Um, so with Dean, I had postpartum anxiety. I didn't have any sort of postpartum depression. And I had it from three months postpartum to 11 months postpartum and, and I like I said we'll get into that another time but why did I let myself suffer so long without help I still don't know I and it's, it's embarrassing for me to speak about because no. I didn't tell anyone um and then with Lincoln I didn't have anything <laughs> nothing I was completely fine I just walked out of the hospital and I was like here I am a new baby I don't know what um <laughs> And then with Nola, I had it almost immediately because she's only three months now. So it was um, just like a week or so after her, I started having postpartum anxiety. And even I believe a little bit of postpartum depression because it, it is a little different, but I do believe this time it's probably a little more situational with everything going on in the world and 100%. not having the community and resources you normally do after giving birth. Um, there's something else I wanted to say about mental health. Um, I do want to say, though, um, that if you do have anxiety and depression before you have a baby, that doesn't mean you're going to have it. So if you are a new mom watching this or someone who's pregnant for the first time or hoping to get pregnant someday, um, don't panic about this because it's not all moms that experience this. And it doesn't mean if you have had a history of mental health problems that you are going to have it because this really is like hormonal based so much of it. And so I don't want to like panic anyone. Like this is not something you are for sure going to deal with. It is just something that a lot of moms deal with. And yeah. they're going to have it. There's no better time than right now. There's so many resources there. Oh my word. I mean, doctors are so much more educated about it. Now they're looking for it. They have so many more resources for you. Yeah. Um, Oh, and the community, the community that we are now talking about it openly because no one has done this before. 
this is brand new that women are supporting each other in this way these posts these communities these groups this is new so there's no better time even though it's there's no better time to be struggling than right now because there are people who will talk to you about it and help you so um if you are and it doesn't even have to be the first time like i said i didn't have it with all three kids maybe you've never had it and you're about to have your fifth kid and you're and you are experiencing it um reach out to someone um, talk to them about it because it, it helps. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so moving forward on the transition, what like driving past the relationships and the mental health, um, let's move on to how things changed in your marriage <laughs> because, boy, does it just make things different? And it's different for everyone. Um, I, asked, I asked, how did it change your marriage, having a baby? And it was like a half and half. I mean, split straight down the middle. Half the people said it was really hard and it really strained my relationship. And the other half said, amazing. I loved seeing my partner as a dad. It was changed everything. It made us so much closer. And I do think that while you do have one overall experience, I think everyone experiences a little bit of both. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So tell me, like, what, how do you think, how did, start with, Verity, how did having your first child change your relationship with your husband or your partner? Honestly, our with Verity, not much. Yeah, it's a really easy transition for us. I don't know if we just were, we didn't expect a lot of free time. Like even though Verity had colic and like night times were hard, but like we didn't understand or realize that like newborns sleep a lot. Yeah, so we had a lot of time together, and so I don't feel like our marriage really changed until we had Leighton. Yeah. Um, and then it just became, it was just hard. It was hard to communicate. We're both tired. We're both, um, it was just, we had to be a lot more intentional about time together. Um, intimacy, right. Um, dating, date nights, all the things, you know, it just yeah. a lot more intentional with one another for sure. Right. Um, it's so funny because I remember, <laughs> This is embarrassing for me, but I'm going to put it out there. I remember having a conversation with you when we were both, I think, like 36 or 37 weeks pregnant with Verity and Dean. And I remember, I think I was even going to the bathroom. I remember sitting here holding the toilet or holding the toilet, <laughs> holding the phone on the toilet. <laughs> and I said something like, how long again is it um, until you can be intimate after having a baby? Do you remember this conversation? And you were like, it's six weeks. And I said, six weeks? And you were like, I know, it's so long. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be ready for that forever. Six weeks, that's going to be years. And you were like, I don't think that's how it's going to be. Maybe you just have expectations that I was like, no, I'm miserable. It's never happening again. I'm miserable. And you were right. I mean, obviously, it wasn't, but I just remember feeling so miserable at the end of pregnancy and you being like, no, I don't think that's how it's going to be. Obviously, um, was really just feeling not great at the time, but... <laughs> I just remember that specific conversation and you were like, no, that's not right. That's not how it'll be. I was like, okay, sure. You know, when you don't know what you're walking into, yep. you have all these like crazy ideas. And yeah. um, so for me, I think it was really similar to you. Like the first baby, um, it wasn't that different for us. I will say intimacy was hard for us for a while because I had a really hard child. So that did change things in that aspect for a while because it just really took me a long time to feel like myself again physically. 
um, after Dean. It wasn't that way with the other two. Um, so it is just, I guess it's just the luck of the draw. <laughs> yeah, they slid right out of me. Dean just decided to pave the way um, in, a, in the bad way. But, um, but other than that, I will say um, with our first, I feel like we grew together. And then when Lincoln came, I don't want to say we split apart, but there was a lot more um, individual time and lack of communication because I feel like the easiest way to transition with into two kids is to divide and conquer. And so it's a lot of you holding the baby and having the baby and your partner spending time with your toddler or your child. So I do think that did, that divide and conquer mentality did kind of space us out a little bit. Um, and then with three, it's just been, <laughs> there's no words to describe the transition from two to three for us because we are still just like struggling to keep our head above water, but it is getting better now that we're hitting, we just hit three months. And, um, I, I think we're closer than ever, ever, but it also has definitely made us bicker a bit more because it's just constant here like there's always someone crying there's always someone crying there's always someone screaming like there's never a quiet moment and I feel like that just grades on your mental health like it's just like so it's so easy to be like what do you want for dinner I don't know what do you want and then it's like oh why did I just yell like <laughs> I don't know why I'm sorry I'm a little on so it, it's been it's I think it's different for every kid yeah but um a lot of people, you know, a lot of people said that they felt like the issue, if they do feel like they felt like spread apart, was resentment. And I, th I thought that was very interesting because there is so much of the time when you are left doing it. Yeah. And it's just like, there's not like, if you're breastfeeding, what are they going to do? Like, they're not going to, they can't get up and feed your baby during the middle of the night, which... Um, you know, if you are bottle feeding, I'm sure you could or can switch off, but I've only breastfed, so I've never had that experience. But um, I I well, do. Did you ever feel any resentment? Oh, yeah. I mean, I still do. That's something I think so many moms and dads struggle with towards each other, you know, especially, I think especially stay-at-home moms. But, um, you know, we feel like we carry the load a lot or, you know, and mm -hmm. It goes back to the expectations, you know, what we're expecting of our partner if we're not communicating or if we're not meeting each other's love languages, whatever, you know, like for me, the biggest thing for me is acts of service. Yeah. And so house is everything to me. And so if I feel like Jason is not helping, it can, I can build resentment pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, obviously it really didn't start until kids. I mean, you know, you it's just really easy to fall into that in so many different areas of your life, especially with your spouse and your marriage after having kids. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, another thing people said is that can cause a strain on your marriage is not knowing how to make each other a priority after having kids. Have you experienced any of that? Yeah. I think that that's totally normal too. Like, it's hard to plan date nights or it's hard. You know, there's so many factors that go into this. Yeah. Making a priority when your kids are your everything, you know, it is, yes. it is your spouse, the number one, um, because you know, you're so obsessed with this little baby or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, or, and right now it's harder than ever with the current, everything going on with the economy, with the world right now, it's like, how, how, how am I supposed to make it work to just have, it's just adds extra layers to the difficultness of making time for you and your partner. Literally Jason and I are having our first date night. I think 
possibly a year. Yeah, that's where we're at. We, and you know, actually, that's so funny that you said tonight was the night because I actually had our babysitter on the schedule for tonight and I should check in on that because maybe we will get a date night too. Our first one in a year to actually leave the house. But um, it's funny because April and I talked right before this and I feel like this conversation is a perfect example of what happens. She was like, Jason and I are gonna go on a date night tonight. And I said, great, that'll be so much. She's like, I'm thinking about canceling. No, I'm really tired. And I just don't know if I have the energy to do it. That is how quickly and easily it happens. We had this conversation 10 minutes ago. And it's like the, it's like the excitement of going out gets just bumped, like smashed into by the exhaustion and the work and that it takes to actually make it happen. Yeah. Isn't that so funny that we just, we just talked about this. Our kids didn't go to sleep till 1030 last night. 1030. And of course, Verity's up at seven and, you know, she's ready to party and Jason had been up all night. He's been up all night. The last, we both, I mean, we both have been up. He's been out in the cold. I've just been, I wake up every time. Yeah. So we're just tired. And so he walked in earlier with the girls and he was like, I'm going to go take the girls like this. I'm going <laughs> to go the girls over to my parents and the club. <laughs> we're going to go on a date night. I was like, this is obviously. <laughs> You're like, don't be too excited. <laughs> I was like, well, should we just like take them over there and like cancel the date night and just get food and like lay in bed? Like, <laughs> You're like, that's the best kind of date though sometimes. That's what you need, I feel like. I'll just take a nap. I know. Well, I can't listen. Okay, let's let's move on. Past the relationships. Um now let's talk about the one that I feel like every new mom just this is the one that I feel like you have to try to prepare for the most the relationship with your body after the baby um yaddy 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 yeah literally um so I had a lot of interesting answers different than what I expected actually I yeah. had so many people say that they appreciated their body in a different way and I was thinking oh there's gonna be so much negativity there's gonna be so much I hate my body now because it's so easy to let that slip in and feel that way um, I feel like every mom struggles with that at some point but the overwhelming amount of positive responses about appreciation just made my heart kind of fill up a little bit did you feel that like that appreciation Lauren, I was so impressed by the people that responded to mine because I'm not kidding. Like the majority of them would say, I really struggle with my body, but, and then they'd say something positive, but my body did miraculous things or my body sustained. And I'm like, wow. Like the fact that so many people were able to say, you know, I'm not content with my body, but here's, I see the beauty in it also. And I was like, and that's that's what you need because you can let yourself get dragged down into the, I don't have that same body anymore. Yeah. I have saggy boobs now, or I have, you know, everyone has the insecurities about their body. Yeah. Um, but it is so important to remember, and I, this is the hill I could die on, the, the things that it has done for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even, and I will say this, I think that the journey for your body, whether you physically had a child or not, is important. Because, and I say this as an adopted child, I think that the journey my mother, who was unable to have kids, went through with her body, um, I think 
it it's miraculous and i think that in a time where she couldn't physically have kids noticing that her body was still so good to her and ha it was god's greater plan for us that i think that her body is miraculous and i think it could be easy for all of our i know we have people watching who are struggling with infertility and are struggling with you know those problems i think that it's easy to have the mindset your body did amazing things if you've had a baby because you have the physical child here to look at but um, i think it's so important to remember that your body is doing amazing things whether you are physically bearing children or not Oh, that's beautiful, Lauren. Yeah, I just, I think that's so important to remember. Um, so if anybody is watching and struggling with that, like my heart is with you, like I could cry a little bit, but um, gosh, that's just like something that's so close to my heart. So I do want to like, I do want you to remember that if you're watching this, like everything that we're talking about transitioning into motherhood, you're going to experience this, whether you physically had a child or not, you could be fostering, you could be adopting, be a surrogate, you could be, you know, having your child physically, all of these things apply to you. So uh, don't ever let anything we say, make it yeah. feel like it doesn't relate to every type of mother, because these are things that we all go through. Yes. Okay, so um, tell me, Tell me your first thoughts after you had Verity. What was your first thought? Just like, do you remember any of those thoughts you had? Um, it's so long ago. I'm sorry to put you on the well, spot about that. Well, I do, but I don't know if it really relates to this conversation. Tell me, tell me. Okay. Um, I had a hard time bonding with her. You did? I did. I, and I remember I cried and I thought this is like two days postpartum. I'm like, why do I not love her more? Like, I think like, a lot of moms go through that. And I, yeah. And I didn't know that, you know? And so I felt like something was wrong with me. I felt like a bad mom. I was like, why do I, why am I not just like so in love? And I mean, that love grew obviously immensely. Yeah. Yeah. That was just, that was really some of my first thoughts is like, I think I was just overwhelmed. Stopped. I, she was new. I didn't know her. She didn't know me. We're trying to figure each other out. Yeah. And, um, it just wasn't immediate for me. And I felt like such a bad mom. I, it was just the most wild thing. Like I didn't cry when she was born. And so I felt like something was really wrong with me. Um, but I felt like Verity taught me how to love in a way that I had never loved before. Oh, here she comes. <laughs> here it is. He's coming. Go get him right there. He's right there. Go get him. Yeah, no, that's really, that's really amazing. And I feel but, like that maybe even be something we should go over a little more because that's amazing. I had kind of a similar experience, uh, it, different but similar. Uh, when I had Dean, again, I had a really physically taxing birth. So I had a really hard relationship with my body for the first, I'd say two or three months. I had so much trouble walking, going to the bathroom, just any of that. But, um, something that was different for me was that I am adopted. So I had not experienced birth with anyone like my, my mom, you know, because I am adopted, she doesn't have when I had you stories. And so that was an, a new experience for her as well. Yeah. So I had no idea what to expect. So while I was struggling physically and boy, when I say the word struggling, I was struggling. Um, it was weird because I had Dean and he was the first person I have ever met in my life who was bi biologically related to me. So for me, I had an instant bond with him that 
was different that I couldn't explain. So yes, like physically I was, I was in rough shape, but I emotionally was just up here. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I love it. Like it was like, I had, my body was like, release it, release it, all the hormones. Like I sobbed for just like weeks. Like I just sobbed because I had so much newness to take in physically and emotionally. So, um, I was, I was proud of my body, but I was also a little angry at my body. Like, like, thank you for this baby. But like, why would you betray me this way? Like, physically, like, ow. I mean, for those who don't know, I had like a third degree tear. I was in a really long labor. So it was uh, hard, but uh, I, I had all sorts of those emotions. I had the appreciated or appreciativeness of having, you know, that baby, but I also felt kind of like my body betrayed me a little bit. I was kind of like, well, all these women, April had just had a baby and she was like, she just came out. It was amazing. And I was like, great. <laughs> awesome. You know, and just, I don't know if you've seen that reel that we made, but about like, you always have that one friend after you've had a hard labor whose baby just fell right out. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just the luck of the draw, but um, it's funny. I, have been dealing with this recently so it was really interesting somebody i had a bunch of people respond um the relationship with their body after their baby the biggest thing they were surprised about was that they didn't bounce back mm -hmm. and i i it's so funny i just took like took a photo some content for the future today about bouncing back because i just have been so like heavily invested in that lately because funny story i just had my third baby and my body has not bounced back at all with the last two it, it did a bit but this time my body was like i'm tired of you having kids no i haven't lost any weight i haven't i haven't done like anything my body is like no i'm not That's sure my body hot. knows i've had a baby <laughs> that's a lie you've lost like 10 pounds okay i have but like only when I stopped actively not overeating. Like normally you have a baby and just the, some the weight initially falls off. That just, because you, you know, you evacuated the weight of the baby. My body, I don't think even was aware that I had Nola. My body was like, let's hang. And so I know that feeling of like, why am I not bouncing back? But fun fact, like it took your body nine months to grow that baby. So why would it just bounce back immediately? Like. I, you know, it's, it's something that it's, that's learned. I don't feel like people tell you, Hey, congratulations on your pregnancy. Just so you know, you're going to have your baby and your body's not going to go boy oing, 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 right back. Like it doesn't do that. And I feel like that's something that's one of those like smacks in the face. Like no one tells you. And so yeah. new moms too, because they're so afraid their body, you know, that that's a fear. Like yeah. your body's different, whether, like you said, like, boobs are a little sad or your tummy's a little fluffy or your jeans, you know, you go up a, one or two sizes in your jeans or um, four. <laughs> but when you get to that place where you're just, I mean, of course, of course I want to be healthy and I want to tone up and I, of course I'd love to have muscular arms and abs and all those things. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. Like I'm happy. Like yeah. that's, it's a place you have to come to yes. in yeah. your journey that you realize yeah. My body being back like it used to is not the most important thing. No, like, and you know, the other day I had to, I was looking at jeans. I needed to order some jeans because my jeans are a little tight, you know, I yeah. haven't had it, but my jeans are a little tight and that's okay. Um, anyways, but I was like, I was sitting there ordering and I was like, oh, I wish I was a size 28. Yeah. And then I, like, 
I'm okay. It's okay. I'm not a size 28. What does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter? I was a size 28 when I was 21 years old. Yeah. I'm a woman now. I have curves. I have hips. Like, it's okay. Yeah. We have birthing hips now. We birthed. Like, yeah. And you know, know what? Got a booty. Okay. You're yeah, growing. we got the booty. You gotta work. You gotta work for the booty to get it. I was remember. I just made a fool about that the other day. Did you lose your booty after you had a kids? And you know, a shocking amount of people said that their pancake butt came into full effect. But I interestingly had a few people respond and say that the reason that that happens a lot of the time is because the way your diaphragm. And your, I could be getting this wrong, so don't quote me on this. The way your hips and your your abs shift, a lot of people who notice that their butts are flat now have what is it? Die? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking something about. Something where your, you know, where your abs don't grow back together. And I thought that was so. I had no idea that there could be that connection mm-hmm. with a, a flat booty and your abs. But you know, if you're dealing with a flat booty after a baby, it could be your abs. Look into it. <laughs> I am no professional here. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a butt doctor in case you didn't know. Not my thing. <laughs> oh my word. Um so let's end with this. Um if you were to want to give some advice to a first time mom, what would it be? I have some responses. Um why don't you tell me yours first though? Okay, so I have said this to so many people, including you, including myself. I have to remind myself. But to be gracious with yourself Mm -hmm. and um, you're learning through learning, you make mistakes through learning, you grow, you know, you have to be gracious with yourself and gracious with others. And then with that, like moment by moment, grace. Yeah. Amazing. Because it's so easy to give into mom guilt. It's so easy to, I mean, just think you're a bad mom if you mess up or whatever, you know. Um, but just have that grace each moment, moment by moment. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. So I think mine would probably be um, be open about how you feel because there is no point in trying to transition alone in, in silence. Um, if you're having problems, talk about them. If you're experiencing something you don't know how to work through, ask for help. And it's not something you're meant to do alone. So um, there's there's just no good in trying to um, internalize all of it. And so um, that's my piece of advice. Let's read what some of uh, my followers said. These are good. This is this was like the best thing for me to read, and so good to take with you. Um, always trust your gut. God gave you intuition for a reason. Advocate when people don't believe you my gosh, could be used on so many different fronts. Um, Talk to your doctor about anything and everything. Amen to that. Um, Modeling self-care is important for you and your kids. Leaving nothing left for yourself is uh, unsustainable. That's great. I love that. Another listen to your gut. We had a ton of listen to your guts, and I'm so glad these mamas know that. Um, Give yourself grace. It's okay if you don't love your new life right away. It will come. That's, yes, that's so true. because that's that's it's just like that hit so deep right there um it is really hard you're not doing it wrong and that's just it is um none of us know what we're doing seriously it's okay to just be honest i love that one 
Amen. We, we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going on. Um, this one's amazing. Make sure to stay you. You are important. Let your kids miss you so you can have some time for yourself. That's amazing. I love that. Um, comparison is a thief of joy. Amazing. And I'm going to end with this one. Some days you will cry more than your baby, but that's okay. It's a part of growing. And I think we've all been there once or twice. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I think today was awesome. I feel like going over this, it took me right back to just five years ago, four years, not five years ago. How old are our kids? <laughs> Almost four. Almost four. Almost four. Four years ago when uh, we were both just trying to <laughs> walk into it together, not knowing what the heck we were doing, um, just yeah. transports me right back there. And yeah, and now we're four years into it, and we still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> no, when, when will we ever, or does that come, does the time come? Is there a magic amount of kids? When you have six kids, you know what you're doing, maybe? I don't know. Good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> Love that journey for you. <laughs> oh, gosh. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, well, this was amazing. Thanks for inviting me on to chat today. Oh, yeah, so fun. Okay, should we practice our sign-off again? Oh, gosh, okay. Here we go. If it's as bad as last week, let us know. Okay. okay. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Wait, say it again. <laughs> I'm panicking right now. I'm sweating in the okay. bits. Okay. okay. Thanks for joining. Yes. <laughs> you can sit with us. Not We're never going to get it. It's fine. It's not meant to be. It's not <laughs> happening. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.